Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. It's time for Peculiar Podcast, hosted by Pat Cashman and Lisa Foster. <laughs> it's love and time. You know, it occurred to me uh, the other day that we never, ever feature polka music on this show. Uh-oh, something's got the dogs barking. Just the mench, because you said you so were going to play some polka music. Let's, let's just test That's it. why the dogs... Polka music! He's <laughs> starting growling. They're burying their teeth. We don't play polka music in my house. No, and so. apparently we shouldn't even play it on this podcast. The reason I'm doing it is because this is... Uh, this is a fellow named Jean or Jan Lewin, uh, who is uh, the king of polka. There's been a books written about him, or a book at least, and there's a movie out now. I saw it on Netflix the other night called The Polka King. Jack Black plays the oh, lead role. Oh, okay. I was going to ask you if that was and, Jack Black because yeah. I saw that. But and I was going to ask you, what possessed you to want to watch a polka movie? Well, I think Jack Black's good. He's okay. a good singer. He, he did really well in the part. And, and it has to do at least loosely, with a real-life person who was this polka practitioner named John Luan, who got himself into big trouble years ago with a sort of a Ponzi scheme oh. where he got a whole bunch of investors to throw money at his, his business. Not necessarily his, his polka performing, but he just started getting all this money coming in. He was able to pay his musicians more money. They had a tour bus, and, and, and he... he but the point of it is, at least as I understood the movie, was that this is a guy who sort of inadvertently got himself into this Ponzi scheme stuff and, and, and into trouble. An otherwise very nice guy who got in really deep over his head and really in big trouble and mm. kind of never thought it through that he would have to pay these people back at some point. Uh, but it's an it's a fun movie. It's charming. Jack Black is tremendous. And... Uh, uh, I can't recommend it highly, but I, I'm thinking if you're not you're sitting around and not doing anything, check it out. The Polka King on Netflix. I, do you, is, can we stop playing the polka music now? Are you done with that? Yeah. Hang on a second. That'll take care of it. <laughs> this is a brand new hammer, so what? I'm really glad, glad to use it. What, so polka isn't just for, I mean, polka music is, is designed to dance to. It's not just for, like, sitting around going, gosh, I'm in the mus- in the mood to listen to some polka music. Oh, yeah, it's absolutely to dance to. Not to just play. No, no. I Like I, to cook to. You wouldn't cook to, to polka music. No, and I guess people, older people <laughs> might be familiar with Lawrence Welk. I mean, that was the kind of music... Yeah. Basically, he featured polka, right. polka music. Uh, there's a lot of accordions in polka music and horns. Yeah. You know, umpas. I guess the umpa I like band. horns. I'm not a, an accordion fan. No. In fact, there's a there's a joke I heard one time that, that the definition of an optimist is an accordion player with a pager. Like they're <laughs> going to be in big demand. <laughs> Somebody. But can't. my friend Ross Schaefer played the accordion. A lot of kids around my age... 
that was an instrument that you you might have introduced as something. Hey, you could play it. It's like a piano yeah, and a bagpipe, it and it's all really rolled difficult. into one. It looks difficult. To, to learn it and to play it, so it should sound a lot better if you're going to all that trouble <laughs> yeah. to learn it. And and it's, and let's face it, if you're carrying an accordion down the street and you're a school age kid, you're going to get pounded on. <laughs> it just isn't a sexy instrument. You always worry about things that are going to get you beat up, Larry. Makes me laugh. I'd love to. I'd love to. I love you very much, and I've enjoyed dating you. But I, if you play another song on that stupid machine of yours, I, I'm done. Okay. Oh. I just learned Lady in Spain. Let me let me just play a little of it for you. Did you ever play an instrument? I didn't. I mean, I know I've known you long enough. I think I would know this, but I don't know. I'm a dilettante on guitar and piano and you stuff. You are? How did I never no, know No, I'm no this? good. I'm no good. I can't play really a lick. Well, I don't know but what dilettante I'm, means. Quit well, throwing around your $25 words at me. I'm not sure what dilettante means, but it has something to do with chocolates. <laughs> No, it's some it, a dilettante. By my understanding of the definition, is somebody that kind of tries things but isn't very committed to doing it well. Uh, then okay. moves moves on to another thing, and it just flits around with no real purpose or or goal in mind. Do you have a guitar? I do. Yeah. So do you? I, will you play it for me next no. time I come visit? Oh, you don't no. look, don't no. do well, that. Well, I'm going to have to get to work on it, uh, that's for sure. Wait, can, what do you play? It's on? a one-string guitar. <laughs> it's very limited instrument, and I'm, I'm not very good at it. Uh, no, I, I just know like a chord or two. I'm just terrible. I'm not really a Do you play. want to play? or you yeah, just... Oh, yes. So that's kind of my secret uh, avocation is that I would love to be a competent piano player. I mean, you want to be who, a piano player, too, and a guitar player? Who wouldn't want to come into a room? If I could choose, I'd go with a piano. Yeah. Because who wouldn't want to come into a room at a big at a party, a Christmas party going on? Oh, brother. And then say, well, well I guess I can play a little bit. And <laughs> come on, s- Pat. Play the piano. Oh, no. Come I, on. Okay. All right. Here I go. You'll have to forgive me, everybody. I'm a little rusty. I mean, wouldn't that be great? I you, guess, You could yeah. be that guy or that yeah, woman? Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Well, then, have you practiced playing the piano? Uh, no. No, I, I have a well, piano. Well, you're not going to. I dreams. have a piano, and I, <laughs> I have a keyboard. Hey, speaking of pianos, my wife and I own a, she did some, uh, a woman did a favor for her years ago, or she did a favor for this woman, but didn't have, the woman didn't have any money, so she said, I could give you a piano as payment. I didn't know people took pianos as payment. That I would have been out of trouble. Yeah. A lot of times had I known that. Yeah, I know. I know. But this piano is extraordinary and we we and we still have it. It is and you've seen it before. But it's not at your house now. You have it in storage. It's in storage, yeah. sadly. Yeah. It is 120 years old. It's ex- And it's a grand piano. It's a grand piano. It's really piano. beautiful. And uh and but here's the thing, and you probably know this: uh, pianos have zero value. People don't—they don't want pianos. I know. I we have keyboards now. We don't need pianos. So it's an albatross that it, and it's 120 years old, and we can't find a home for it. Why do you want to give it up if you're going to be playing have, the piano I, at all your Christmas parties? I have no room for it. Uh, I'll have to play something smaller. We have no room for it, and and nobody wants it, and it just breaks my heart. Yeah. And I see myself. 
going to the dump with it and throwing it away. But no, you can't. I'm sure you've thought of this. I've thought of like donate churches, rest homes. Yeah, somebody somewhere has got to want this elegant piano. Right. Granted, it needs a little work. A couple keys are, you know, need to be mm-hmm. replaced. And uh, and uh, some of the springs have spronged a little bit. I mean, it needs to be tuned again yeah. and all of that. Because it's old. You know, though, you, it is very... I've seen it I've seen it at your homes before. And it's just... It's actually a really pretty piece of furniture. It's gorgeous. Yeah, so, it is. You know. Sing us a song, you're the piano man. Sing us a song tonight. So it's sitting as it has now for two years on its side in storage. It's all wrapped up and everything, but we don't know what to do with it. And it's not exactly like the kind of thing I can pick up and move over here. I know. It takes two or three guys. Well, what most people do around these parts when they don't want something is they just... How they long? Write, how long you lived in these parts, little lady? They, they write a, they make a free sign, a very crude yeah. free sign, and then they put it out at the end of the driveway mm-hmm. with a free sign on it. Yeah, that might be a that might be a way to go. We uh, have to do it on like a day. You know, it's going to be actually but don't, sunny out. But when you see the word "free" sitting outside, whether it's a pile of lumber or a, a new car, yeah, the word "free." I would submit to many people is a, a cautionary thing. Uh-oh. There's a reason they're not even going to try to make any money. This must be a real turd. No, I don't see that at all because I, I see people just wanting to get rid of things. Don't they say it's better to put some sort of price like on there? Like a cent. Like $20 or best offer. Something like that. Yeah, but then you got to be home and they got to come deal with you. How about free or best offer? <laughs> Cardboard signs says yard sale. Real estate signs says sold. Family picnic table holds all that it can hold. On the grass and on the sidewalk, well there must be half the town. Well, here's what happened on my piano playing career. Uh, I was the firstborn of my family, and I've told you this story before, I think, because it's, I'm just sure I have, So I'll, I, and I've even told it on the radio, so I'll try to keep it brief and not particularly detailed. Unless or, I ask you Or for too it. vivid. But but my mom said, he's my firstborn. I don't even know if we're going to have more kids. Let's give him every, let's get him the best education. Let's, uh, let's make him, let's have him learning to read when he's just like still not even walking yet. So I was reading books and things when I'm a little kid and he can barely talk. And I think some of it was like a parlor trick where my parents would read this, these books to me and kids are quick and they, I memorized the whole book as wow. they read it to me and then I also memorized where I turned the page and Jack jumped what? over the candlestick turned you the page did? Yeah. yeah and so my wow. folks would, would trot me out when their friends would come over what's this and you're what's still this? in your diapers yeah I'm a year and a half old and uh wow I might, I might have been 12 but I was still in my diapers and that is the point 
And, wow. and so, so my folks really were into that stuff. And so my mom decided that we want Pat to be a piano player, to be a pianist. You know, with probably the idea that someday, you know, he might even be able to play professionally, at least at a whorehouse. So, so she gives me, so I'm going to this Catholic grade school, St. Francis of Assisi School, and and I'm in the first grade, and she uh, signs me up for piano lessons. So five days a week, there's an hour set aside, something like 10 a.m. in the morning. And I think it was 10 a.m. So I go to my regular first grade class, and then at 10 a.m., uh, my teacher at the front of the room says, Okay, Pat, you can go for an hour now for your piano lesson. So I would head down the hallway of the school, past the 7th and 8th grades, and go down a stairway, and down in the basement was were five piano rooms, each with a piano in it, small rooms where a, the, a nun would teach you how to play the piano. So you had like one-on-one, I guess... One-on-one. I, that's yep. a stupid question. I guess you can't teach a class of 20 people the piano at once. That'd be a nightmare. Well, you wouldn't know which, which were getting it and which right. were not able to keep up. So, and it'd be a cacophony of that's noise. That's what I'm saying. It anyway, was a dumb question. Now, a tuba, you could teach several people at the same time, I would say. You need a special tuba with different mouthpieces, like 30 different mouthpieces on it. But still, just one spit valve. So, so she brought me downstairs, and I was uh, playing the piano. You know, somebody, and I know it wasn't you. Somebody, oh, man, somebody, I know who it is. It's one of your dogs, isn't it? Quince. His, he has not Whew. been... I'm sorry. No, he, it's all right. He has not been feeling. I'm going to say that is uh, Chunky Beef Alpo. I want to say uh, two cans. Oh, God, I smell it now, too. <laughs> well, I noticed that your fireplace over there suddenly got really big. <laughs> the, the flames did. Poor Quince. So. He doesn't, I mean, let me just, before you, he has not been feeling well. Oh, I'm sorry. The last couple of days. Yeah, I couldn't have guessed you weren't feeling well. <laughs> And he won't. He won't eat his breakfast. Mm. And but what it, is his breakfast? Chili. <laughs> but I did the same thing. I was sitting on the couch last night watching a movie, and it, they're the SBDs. Yeah, you didn't. You don't hear them, but man, I'm like, whoa! <laughs> and he's just lying there. Yeah, they can't oh, help God. it. They can't help it. Look at him now. You've made him embarrassed. <laughs> I could run out and get you a bottle of corks. <laughs> They'll last for a while, and then pretty soon it'll be... Sorry, but I know. Yeah. So, I'm taking these piano lessons, and two days a week, so it's like Monday through Friday, and then let's say Tuesdays and Thursdays, you have direct one-on-one time with the music teacher, none. And then the other three days, you just stay in your own room, piano room, and practice for an hour. That's the that's Just by yourself. By yourself. That's the drill. So here's what happened. And this is this is the unpretty part. And it maybe my mom always thought this is psychological, there's something going on with him. But every day, every practice day, every lesson day, it'd be like ten thirty. We I start at ten. By ten thirty, I'm feeling 
like I've really got to go to the bathroom. To the bathroom, and I've got to do the big one. The and one it's that, and the it's, one that Quince just about did. Yes, yes, and it's crazy, but it would happen as regular as clockwork. It's good to be regular, though. Oh, I was you can very plan regular. your whole day around when you're regular. Yeah, and I told my mom, I said, if I wasn't taking piano lessons, I'd still think that would happen at ten thirty. That's just the rhythm of my biology. Or what time were you eating breakfast? Uh, I. About I don't seven no, before we had it yeah around seven seven so thirty that makes like that. sense yeah i guess and you probably weren't drinking coffee and having cigarettes at no. that age because that's usually if you just do that first thing in the morning yeah well we were having raisin bran quite a bit so. <laughs> get on the kellogg's old brand wagon with the best brand in the land time was their breakfasts were gloomy they just didn't feel right and they didn't know a delicious cereal could help their sad plight. So they tried this and tried that, but irregularity kept coming back all the same. For as often the case, lack of bulk in their diet was actually to blame. So this would happen every day, and then when I wasn't actually in the room with the nun, on those three days where you were just by yourself practicing, I was admonished, if you need to go to the bathroom or do anything else, you go walk down to where the sister is teaching someone, knock on the door, and and she'll say, oh, great. and the now dogs will bark. Now look what you did. And then, Why did you do that? I'm sorry. I wasn't now he's gonna... It was just a sound effect, you guys. Come on. <laughs> the nun didn't have a doorbell. Just a regular door with a piano in it. Oh, for crying out loud. They'll quit in a few minutes. All right. So I I will tell the rest of the story without doing the door knock sound. Okay, good. So so then she will open the door. That didn't make it. No, huh? They don't care. And she said, what is it, Pat? And I, sister, could I go to the bathroom? I have to go. Okay. Get right back here and continue practicing. Yes, sister. And then off I'd go and I'd get up, go up those stairs from the basement, walk past the 7th and 8th grade classrooms, and then I'd go into the bathroom, do my thing, and I'd come back down and resume playing piano. How come you have to ask for permission? What was that? About? Well, I didn't know. You don't want you wandering around the halls without, uh, you know, somebody in authority saying, yeah, it's okay for you to do that. Oh, okay. That was just what you were supposed to do. So when the day comes, as they inevitably will, when I go and, sister, I have to go to the bathroom again. She, and she said, let me do more of the sister voice. He said, Pat, now you've been doing this every day without fail. I think you're trying to get out of your piano lessons. Now, this is the absolute final time you can pull this. All right? You go ahead. You go to the bathroom. But after that, this ceases. You can't do this anymore. Yes, sister. Which is sort of a ridiculous demand. Oh, well, she thinks you're faking it. Yeah. So, yeah, okay. my mom probably fueled that. You know, she co- she probably called my mom and said, and Mrs. Cashman, I think that, uh, I mean, Mrs. Cashman, <laughs> I think that you're... Tra-. So I go up the stairs and I walk past the 7th and 8th grade classrooms and I go to the bathroom. Okay, that was it. Next day. Next day, ten thirty, pretty much right on the dot, and I and it and it is painful. 
I mean, I'm bending over now. I can feel sweat on my upper lip. That is the worst. It is the worst. It is worse than having to pee really bad. Oh, my God. It's it's just the worst. Yeah. Because... It's excruciating. It's awful. And... um, and, but I remembered the sister's words very clearly. Don't you do that again. You are just faking it. And I remember she had an echo like that when she said it. <laughs> and so I, um, I, just, I, I just bared it. I just hung in there and I hung in there. And then there's a point at which I, I can't. I can't. I'm not going to make it. And I didn't even tell the sister. I didn't go to her door. I started running for the stairs up from the basement and it was too late. And it's too late, baby, now it's too late But we really did try to make it I really did try. Something inside has died And I can't hide and I just can't fake it Oh, no, no A rather uh, sizable oh. <laughs> object went down my right pant leg all the way to the floor and and I can remember this there were chairs set up down in the music room for recital that was coming up later so I deftly kicked <laughs> kicked this little object under one of the Wait, chairs you, just, you said little before you said it was enormous well it, which was it Pat? It, it was enormous <laughs> it, it was Wait, can I stop you for one quick second? Because I know I've heard this story before. But I don't, and I know I've asked this question before, but I cannot for the life of me remember the details of it. If I were to do that, it wouldn't roll out my pant leg. It would be trapped by a thing called underpants. Mm, That's a good point. How did it go down? (laughs) I must have. Hmm, that's a great... I never thought of it until now. You're right. And how baggy were your pants? <laughs> I mean, were they well, wide leg? Hmm. Well, we had to wear a uniform in this parochial school. Like a skirt and... No, they were pants. Salt and pepper cords. Save the southern ocean and the storm in northern sea. But now that the sailing's over me, boys, it's harbor time for me. I know you call us salt and pepper... Corduroy yeah. pants, yeah. I remember those. And uh, and then you had to wear a white shirt and then a blue V-neck, uh, navy blue. So sweater. maybe you had on. Uh, this isn't really something I care to know about you, but maybe you wearing boxer shorts. No, I didn't have boxers. You were as a tidy. Kid. You were a tidy whitey. I would boy, say there's you? a better chance I was wearing no underpants at all. I mean, I'm not. Rem- this is a this is a long time ago. What might have actually happened is it did go into that uh, area that you're talking about, and I disposed of those. And and then by then I didn't have any underwear on. I don't know what happened. But all the, you know is you panicked. But all I know is I panicked, <laughs> and I kicked that under the... It was at least solid enough that I could do that. So I, I kick it underneath the recital chairs. They're those metal folding chairs, you know. Oh. And then I go back, and I continue practicing the piano as if nothing Feeling happened. much better. Feeling physically Enormous better. Enormous relief. Physically better, but mentally I am unhinged because I'm sure 
that there, somebody is going to say, hey, wait a minute, look at that underneath that chair. That's Cashman's. I'd recognize it anywhere. Look at that. Of course. Yeah. So I, and I'm, this is, you know, you're in the first grade and th these are your thoughts. And I think, oh my God, I, I can't leave it there. Someone will trace it to me. So I, um, someone will trace it to me. Yeah. So then Please. I go, then I go to the sister and knock on the door, which I won't do right now, you guys. Yeah, don't. And, uh, and I say, sister, I know you said yesterday that I shouldn't go to the bathroom but i had to go really bad and and may i go she said, oh all right go and so she didn't protest too much so i go up and i get some paper towels oh my god and i walk back downstairs and i retrieve uh the object the art from it underneath it was just one yeah it was one that's impressive too was, if i could just a side note on that that's little kid stuff really they just always do one well i don't know but uh, I do know I have a granddaughter right now that does these um, things of a stupendous size. You wouldn't expect something that size from an elephant. And, and, and she'll be an hour in the bathroom working on this, as we say. Uh, so kids, uh, certain kids, they, yeah. they can pack the stew. Yeah, I know. So I, uh, I picked the thing up, and, but I basically have it in a paper towel, but it's quite visible in my hand as well. And I go back up the stairs, and I walk past the 7th and 8th grade classrooms on my way to the bathroom. And there's a kid that I knew, an older kid, that was in the 7th grade, that had his head in his hand and he was slumped on his desk, staring out the door, apparently so bored with whatever was going on in the classroom. And he sees me walking by with this brown object in my hand and I wave to him because we recognize each other and then I go and I drop it in the uh, toilet and flush it oh, and it's gone. Okay. Yeah, and then throw the paper towel away, wash my hands and everything, and I go back and I play the piano. And that's that. Around uh, 11.30, something like that, it's recess time and lunch time. And, uh, and so I'm out on the playground, and the kid from the seventh grade sees me, and he comes walking over to me, and he says, "Hey, Cashman." I go, "Hey, how's it going?" Yeah. Hey, um, thanks a lot. What, what do you mean? Thanks for sharing your candy bar with me, man. <laughs> thinking, man, you wouldn't want any of that candy bar, dude. Exactly. And it was this later in the same week, I told my mom what happened. She said, that's it, you're done. We're going to, you don't have to keep taking piano lessons. And that was, that was as far as I got. If Van Clyburn had had my, my uh, bodily system, he 
we would have lost a genius because he just couldn't hold it. Well, so think about that. <laughs> no, but maybe you could have taken your lessons at another time. Well, maybe. You don't just give up because... Just not, just gotta, not at 10.30 in the morning. You got to poop at 10.30 in the morning. That's yeah, crazy. Oh, my gosh. Sorry for that crazy <laughs> department. No, I remember. And I remember that you told this story years ago when we were filling in... Uh, at a, at a radio station. Oh, you're right. And uh, that was pretty much the last time we filled Here's the deal. In. I think you I'm know. I'm very what? sorry. No, don't be sorry. They know what they if they are calling and asking you and I to come fill in. They know what they're getting. Well, I don't like. They know th- what they're getting. I, I, I'm and their off- producer. Sorry, I want to keep going. I just thought she just she came in and treated you like a like a five year old. Yeah. It's you know you can't you can't tell poop stories on the air. Yeah, and it yeah, wasn't, yeah it, we can. And it really wasn't the. It, I, I don't I don't like scatological stories myself. It really wasn't about that. It was right. about how a burgeoning piano oh. career gets <laughs> off the rails right. because that's true. I mean, that's yeah. all, that, that really was the point. Yeah, of she the missed story. the whole point. Yeah, the punchline was the candy bar thing too. I mean, it really wasn't about that. I could have made it about every day at a certain time. I uh, had to blow my nose or whatever, but that is that is the fact. And it's anybody who's ever I'm been sorry. a little kid. And I, I think most exactly. people listening have been a little kid. I think that's funnier the way it actually happened. It's you don't happened. no need to clean it up. But since we're talking about bodily functions, I need to bring up something that you, this this should be titled the bodily function episode. We will. Yes. We'll, we'll title it. Right. I don't know what we'll title it, but. I was surprised when you came over and I had asked you if you'd uh, heard the story about the uh, recent IKEA ad that came out that every everybody was all up in arms about. No, you know, and I haven't heard the story, so I need to be enlightened. So this is an, an ad that came out um, from the Swe- a Swedish agency, uh, which they've they've had the IKEA account for years and years and years, and they always come up with these really brilliant ideas for IKEA ads. I used to get involved in some local IKEA stuff, yeah, uh, advertising. So I know a little bit about the company, and I love their meatballs. Oh, are oh. they not the best? Oh. Okay, but let me tell you also, besides that, uh, what do you think of IKEA furniture? It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine, it's barely fine. functional, and never comfortable. And you got to put it all together. And you got to put it together. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. and then... Work. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's kind of a pain. But so they had an ad, uh, an interactive ad that they uh, decided to publish in a magazine aimed at... Um, uh, uh, women for discounts on baby cribs, okay. and it's a it's a coupon. the coup The page gives you a coupon for discounted cribs if you're pregnant. Um, did, did this ad run in the United States? No, this is in Sweden. In, in Sweden. Sweden. Okay. So basically, the idea is to find out how much you're going to get off on your cribs. You had to do something to the ad to prove that you were pregnant. Now, again, this is a magazine ad? This is a magazine ad. Okay. Any ideas? Well, I'm thinking of, I guess I might call perfume or cologne ads where you can you know, scratch and sniff and smell what the perfume is like. Yeah. Is it a you participatory would, would, thing like that? Yeah. 
Yes, it is. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't so know. So you, uh, in order to get the coupon, you had to activate it. I guess you gave me a hint when you talked about speaking of bodily functions. And pregnant women. So the idea is, in order to get the coupon, you had to pee. Pregnant women would pee on the ad to reveal the coupon and prove that they were pregnant. And then they could get a discount on the baby crib. Really? Yes. I don't know whether that's brilliant or obscene. So they... I, I guess both. It's it's interactive, and they basically used a pregnancy test strip. Yeah, right. On each of the ads. And if it turned blue or whatever, right. yeah. And then they could qualify for the discount. If it doesn't turn the color it's supposed to, you don't get a discount on the crib. Hmm. Would wow. you pee on a piece of paper to get a discount? Boy, I don't know how big a discount. It's just it's just crazy enough to go. Yeah, I'd do that. Well, Why guy, wouldn't I? Well, guys would. I think guys would be more inclined to do it. <laughs> well, they, they yeah. wouldn't get the coupon then. So yeah, yeah, yeah I'll throw up then, on this. And then you have to take the pre-soaked paper in, and so then it begs the question: who who wants to touch the coupon? Good point. Yeah. Of the thing. Well, it's always tough for me too. I mean, if you've you have to go to the doctor and you say, we'd like you to put uh, some of your uh, feces in this little jar here and then bring it in. Wait, well, you do? I've never had to turn my poop in. Yeah, well, I forget why, but it was... I've had to turn the dog's poop in. That's what, no what, what I got a severe food poisoning a million years ago, and they were trying to trace what kind it was, and so it needed to go uh. under a microscope. It, they finally sourced it to some fish I ate in a local restaurant downtown, but I was so sick... Uh, I missed some work and I lost uh, almost twenty pounds. It was wow. really bad. So they had a, so once in a while you might have to bring something like that in. It's just kind of humiliating to do. Yeah, it. but you know you say that, but here's the deal: it's brand new for you. The 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 poop scientists see it every day. They're like, this is no big deal. Yeah. This is what this is what I went to school to study. I know, but this is, I guess, where I'm coming Your from. Your poop is not special. No, I know, and that's what—that's my point. Is that when I'm a younger guy, uh, I'm thinking, hmm, "That's a pretty attractive woman there." Uh, I don't really want to hand her a, some of my poop. Uh, and you probably thought she doesn't even poop herself. Yeah, and, that's what and, most guys and think. And she, she goes, "Well, I was really attracted to you until I <laughs> saw that." You know, it's so stupid. This but, came out of you. Yeah. Or, or even worse, uh, I've never had to do this, but sometimes guys have to go and bring a sperm sample in. Maybe they're having trouble con- fertility, you know, problems, fertility problems sure. or something like that. Yeah, but you, yeah, you can bring it in, or you can just do it there. Well, don't they want you to do it there in some cases because they want to make sure that it's fresh? You're not bringing Hugh Hefner's in or something. <laughs> I don't know what. I'm Why talking. would you cheat? On I, your don't sperm know. Test. I don't know. I don't know. Some people cheat on any kind of test, you know? <laughs> That's very true. Could be a geography test, could be a urine test. There's, oh, you know. that brings me to this next thing. I wish I had written this down. I ran to the corner store before you came here because I needed to pick up some creamer and stuff. Well, that's that store right on the corner yeah. down there. Yeah. So, oh, gosh. Oh, I know what it's called. I'm going to look it up right now. Do you know what they were advertising? You know what you reminded me of right there with that? Ooh, ooh, ooh. ooh, ooh, ooh. There, was a, there was an sh- old show on TV called Car 54, oh. Where Are You? And this one character made this sound all the time. Oh, 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 oh. There's a 
Hold up in the Bronx, Brooklyn's broken out in fights. There's a traffic jam in Harlem that's backed up to Jackson Heights. There's a scout troop short, a child cruise ships do and I know wild. Car 54, where are you? And also on uh, the John Travolta uh, sitcom, come Cotter. back, Cotter. Welcome yeah. back, Cotter. Yeah, remember oh, Horseshack? Yeah, the Horseshack. Oh, 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 I got it, I got it. Welcome back. Your dreams were your ticket out tell you the story i remember because that was big when i was going to school and i used to do the horseshack imitations that was a name you didn't want to mispronounce that's my point exactly and i'm talking about it in class one day and somebody said well who's that i go well that's horseshack and the teacher sent me to the principal's office because she thought i said horseshit you have to beat that That reminds me of what happened to a girl in my fourth grade class frida Duscher. And the, that was her name, Frida Doucher. That's not funny. Frida Slaves, Frida Doucher. Frida Day, pay tomorrow. Yeah, so uh, so Frida wasn't really very bright. And so, and, and I'm sure the teacher meant this inadvertently, but she said, today, kids, we're going to study uh, suffixes. Is a suffix what comes at the end of a word? I forget. Yeah, I prefixes pre- before. Yeah, okay. So, suffix. So, Let's start with I don't know uh, art. Let's Frida do all the words you can think of that end in art. And so Frida does <laughs> goes uh, Bart, cart, dart, and and says fart. And the teacher says you get right down to the principal's office and yanked her out of the class. And I thought even as a kid I thought you just set her up. You set poor Frida up. Now she's in trouble because of the trap you set. I would have said the same thing any other kid in the class would. Oh my gosh. So, I'm at the corner store and I'm waiting to pay and you know how long it takes for your stupid card to go through now you gotta put it in leave your card in wait for approval you sort of sit there and you know no 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 you can't put it in there you gotta swipe it wait 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 and they have all these ads under the glass it's a corner store you can buy cigars and bongs and all this stuff and i see this ad underneath the glass for um a product called x stream x and then s-t-r-e-a-m i've heard of it and i'm reading it what is it uh this is a synthetic urine that you can use they, they say to pass a urine test uh-huh they say actually the i just looked it up they say from fetishes to pranks artificial pee can be used for a ri- wide range of things but it's most commonly used by people who need to pass their drug test um I don't know how you use it, though, because I didn't see the box. Like, you can't take stuff into the bathroom when you go in to uh, – you can't even take your purse in to go in for a urine. I've, right. They make you leave your purse out. They make you take your coat off. Remember so, when we started work at Como Radio? Uh-huh. I had to get a urine test. You and, did? Yeah, and because they make you take a drug test. And uh, <gasps> I don't remember getting well, – how come I wasn't tested? I don't know. Maybe they just figured. Probably because you were the host. Yeah, maybe. And they knew they were going to fire me anyway, so. Yeah, maybe. 
Yeah. Sometimes they can just tell by looking, and they don't actually have to <laughs> test you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so, a good point. So I went into this, t- and the only thing, I, only reason I bring it up is because I thought it was really funny. You go in this small room, and there's a toilet in there, and you close the door. Right. And then on the back of the door was a sign that said, turn out the lights, which, of course, was intended for people when they left the room. Oh. But I'm wondering how many guys in there saw, oh, turn, okay, I turned the lights off. Now I try to pee. Oh, God. And how okay. many people came out with soaked whatever so anyway so was, this is that was sure worth bringing up wasn't this it? is fake urine that it's called extreme um i still have to figure out how you'd actually use it um but that's a, now a thing that you can if you need to pass a urine test you can buy fake urine fake urine and the ad as i was reading it said it's um unisex am i saying that right so it's not gender specific yeah yeah, yeah. so either men or women can yeah exactly yeah, is, so is you it, buy this one thing, it doesn't matter if you're a chick or a dude. It'll... Hey, is it true that if you ate a poppy seed muffin, you might yeah. flunk your yeah. urine test? Yeah. Well, so... Because it's like, it's got the same um, attributes as marijuana and or, or, uh, or heroin, I think it is. Yeah, I well, forget. They get opium out of opium. poppies. Yeah. yeah. See, well, I really know my drugs. Well, that shows you how flawed the whole thing is. And yeah. If you can use fake urine uh, to pass the test, then what good is the test? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Who cares if a guy's on drugs? Just so long as he's doing a good job. <laughs> That's right. He's not stealing from the company. And if he's on drugs, he's probably easier to get along with anyway, because yeah. people are such asses anymore. I mean, when, back in the old days, in the 50s and 60s, uh, uh, guys, you know, everybody knew guys that were absolute uh, juice freaks. You know, they'd, they'd stagger into work in the morning, and then they'd go out for and have three martinis at lunch. Yeah. That was supposed to be okay. Right. If you were reasonably productive. Right. But, but uh, if you smoke a little pot or whatever it was. Hey, how, speaking of that, since pot is now legal in Washington State, Oregon State, California. And Colorado. Is and that is Vermont that, coming up. Vermont's passing it. Is that something that they screen for anymore in those states? If, would you, if they yeah. found traces of marijuana, yeah. Yeah. since it's legal, what, what, why should they care? Because they don't. Any more want, than they would care if you're drinking too much coffee. Because they don't want drug impaired people. They still have the right, employers still have the right to drug test you. Hmm. I, so guess, I guess that makes they sense. They still don't want you impaired on the job. Shoot. I know. You know, we, uh, I know you, you uh, briefly had this idea that we should have drug tests to do this podcast. Yeah. I'm glad I talked you out of that. If everybody do Tony. Tony, Tony, Boboni, Banana, Banana, Boboni, be fine, Momoni. Tony, pretty good. Let's do Billy. Billy, Billy, Boogilly, Banana, Banana, Boogilly, be fine, Momilly. Billy, very good. Now let's do Marsha. Marsha, Marsha, Bobasha, Banana, Banana, Bobasha, be fine, Moasha. Marsha. A little trick with Nick. Nick, Nick, Bo Big, Banana, Banana, Bo Big. Thanks for listening to Peculiar Podcast. Hey, goodbyes. (laughs) Join Pat and Lisa online at PeculiarPodcast.com. The gift that keeps on giving the whole year. And on the Peculiar Podcast Facebook fan page. Sweet. On Twitter at Peculiar Podcast, at Mr. Pat Cashman, and at Foster Chick. Join us and live in peace or pursue your present course and face obliteration.